Nifty Show. Welcome to the Nifty Show. This is post NFT NYC. And I'm sure that uh, Sir Lord Travis and myself, Joel Com, will be doing a roundup on the show and our experience there. But what I wanted to do now is bring you some of the interviews that I conducted on location in New York at NFT NYC with some amazing people doing some amazing things. So rather than give you the list of everybody that you're going to hear today, we're just going to jump in. It's going to be full of surprises from the NFT world. So let's go. Back with a friend of the show many times on the Bad Crypto Podcast and the Nifty Show. It is Agroad from Splinterlands. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. We are here at Splinterlands HQ at NFT NYC. Give us a quick rundown of what Splinterlands players can expect in the near future and maybe a little bit down the road. Yeah, I mean, we have... Uh, we've gone from one product team up to four developer-led product teams. So we're working on, we just rolled out Rank Rewards. Uh, we have Modern vs. Wild. We're getting our, our land started, like the, the first, act, like first, uh, first phase of that with a non-card market. Uh, so those are, those are the groups kind of like building the core feature set of Splinterlands. What, what does that mean, a non-card market? So like all the, uh, the, there are parts of this game where you need to trade things like the packs, the individual packs are not individual cards, right? So we have a card market, but if you want to trade things like titles or uh, cards that aren't just your, your summoners and monsters, but like the land cards, you know, it's a, it's a giant piece for us to be able to support you know, two or three times more the transaction volume. I mean, we're already doing hundreds of thousands of NFTs per day, peer to peer, and we think it'll like double, triple. So we're building all the infrastructure that we need to be able to support like even more volume of transactions. I remember the land sale took place about a year ago and picked up some tracks and some plain land. Those tracks have a hundred pieces of land in them. What's gonna happen with these? Yeah, I mean, we're going to roll out land and you'll you'll be able to go harvest resources out of them or build buildings where you can take the harvested resources and build items and spells. And we as a game, you know, we'll put out some starter ones that everybody has like the minimum, but we're not going to be selling them. You know, only the players are going to mint items and spells. So when you're fighting, you know, you can have a big advantage by minting these or, or renting them from the players that are able to mint them. But, you know, our, our cards, all this stuff in the game is like, I don't know, quarter to half a billion dollars worth of value. And we are turning the printing press over to the players for all the items and spells. So. Printing press go burr. Okay, quarter billion dollars worth of value. That tells me that you've probably got some people that want to throw money at you, but I have a feeling you're going to be building this thing for the long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, we love this game, right? Like, we're, we're hardcore gamers. We're nerds. This is what we do. This is what we build. Um, you know, we, we are constantly looking for additional partners and, and people to help fund the next levels of development. Um, and in part, what that'll look like is, is giant brands. So we're going to start working with sports brands. Uh, there are some other types of games, music games. We'll probably get into some casino-style games as well. And all using that kind of core Splinterlands technology that, you know, we've delivered 2.5 billion games. You know, there's not a lot of like things in the ecosystem that have been able to produce that. So we, we think we have this kind of unique opportunity in the space to really help mainstream audiences come in. 
And so as we do that, we think that there's a lot of opportunities and some of that costs money to go build and develop. But, you know, when we're working with some of the biggest brands in the world, I think there's a payoff, not just for the company, but for this whole ecosystem. Does that mean that the SPS token will play a role in, you know, any of these partnerships or all of them? Yeah, it's going to happen in stages. So I think we're going to have to do individual tokens for some of these different projects. But I think eventually there'll be higher level governance that is uh, has a, the SPS governance token will have a large part of determining how that whole thing operates. If you're holding SPS, then you're probably likely to get some sort of airdrop or yeah. tokens. At the initial phase, yeah, it's like airdrops or opportunities that nobody else will get. You know, you, you can only get these if you have a certain amount staked or something. So, yeah, SPS will play a part of the initial distribution, and later on it's going to play a bigger part in terms of governance. That's why I call it Yes PS. Dude, love watching things grow like we've watched you from the beginning. And I think that this really, relatively speaking, is still the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything is so early in this space. I mean, like, you know, I, I talked to somebody in the, in, the, uh, in the elevator from the hotel today, and he, like, didn't even know what NFT stood for, you know. And he's, like, a 24-year-old dude. So you'd expect that's kind of like the age group. And they're still, this is so new, so incredibly new. So, um, yeah, we're right at the beginning of it, right at the beginning of NFTs, have a functioning product that can scale the billions, and uh, we're excited for what we can do next. So fun to build alongside you, brother. Awesome. Boom. You know, the first NFT I ever minted may not have been on Wax, but since I discovered Wax, I've minted over a million and a half of them, and I'm here with Jazzy Jackson, one of the top brass at Wax, uh, VP of Operations. And how you doing? You enjoying the show? Oh, I'm loving it. Yes. You guys had a great party last night. William Quigley was there. There's so many wax people were there, the wax team. And you guys are branching out into gaming. Talk about that. I think that we paved the way a lot for NFTs, um, and it's time to take it to the next step. We, you know, we did a lot of collectibles. You guys did an amazing job with Blockchain Heroes. Um, you know, bringing on games as well. Um, you know, some of your people have also done that, and I think uh, it's time for us to also pave the way for games. So I know why Wax is the go-to place for game playing, but tell the rest of the world why Wax is the go-to place. It's easy to use. We're absolutely user-friendly when it comes to Wax Cloud Wallet. Um, you know, you don't need keys. You don't need to figure out all these technical things. You just have to use your email and uh, or a Facebook login, and you log in. It's easy to build on Wax. We have so many tools, so many things that you can do on our blockchain. If this sounds like a commercial for Wax, it is, but it's not because I'm being paid. I am not. I love Wax. There's a reason we chose Wax for Blockchain Heroes, for Draco Dice, for the Bitcoin Elite Collection, and for so many other things that we're working on. Uh, what, um, what kind of things can you offer to people that want to create on the chain to incentivize them to come over and say, forget Ethereum and gas fees? 
Yeah, I mean, you I mean, you just said it, right? We're eco-friendly. One, two, there are no gas fees. Uh, and it's extremely easy to use. We're also building a bridge, so you'll be able to move some of your Ethereum uh, assets over to Wax and vice versa. There's so much going on on our blockchain. And you said something earlier, you know, that you love Wax and you came over to Wax. But same thing for me, as an employee of Wax, uh, I, I'm here by choice and it is such an amazing team. I really, really love our community members um, and how much unity there is with them and how much uh, they help each other to build on WAX and help us grow and yeah. Awesome. Well, you guys go to WAX.io, wallet.wax.io to set up your wallet, start minting and buying NFTs. There are a lot of influencers quote unquote influencers in the NFT space. And then there are the doers who are actually demonstrating by example. And I'm thrilled to have with me Miss Teen Crypto, who I consider to be one of those. Are you enjoying yourself? Absolutely. I'm really feeling the good vibes of NFT NYC. I'm happy to be here. You are barely a teen though now, because you're like 19. You're almost ready to exit. What does one do with a brand of Miss Teen Crypto when you're no longer when you're 20 years old? I mean, Miss Teen Crypto is basically my legal name now. I'll always be Miss Teen Crypto. I've been doing this since I was 17 years old. I'm never going to stop. People could call me Randy. People could call me MTC. Whatever works for you. But Miss Teen Crypto is going to be forever. I'll be 80 and be Miss Teen Crypto. You'll be the world's oldest teenager. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are you personally doing in the world of creating NFTs? NFTs? I've been minting NFT since November 2020 on Wax Blockchain. So before it was like a big thing for cool kids. And basically what I do is I mint art that represents my journey and things people really want to see from me. And where do you see yourself branching out to? Because you've got this whole future in front of you of what you can create. You've got to have all kinds of ideas. The ideas are spinning. I just, I don't do anything unless I know it's 150%. So unless I have something completely concrete that I know is 100% foolproof, then I can't put my heart and soul into something. But I know that something's going to come out of NFTs and crypto. What I'm doing right now, my basic collection is what I have going. I think I will branch out into other things in the future. But unless I know it's 100% and I'm putting my full heart and soul, I can't do that. What do your friends think? Are they asking you about NFTs now more than ever? Yeah, at the beginning, my friends thought I was cuckoo. They were like, what are you into? And now they're really trying to understand. And they're like, wow, okay, so now I could actually own something. I could trade a skin in a game and trade it off for real world value. Now there's a lot of things coming into play. And a lot of kids are actually learning about economics through NFTs and cryptocurrency. So it's a really big thing. I have a feeling you're going to be speaking on a lot of stages telling a lot of people and, and like being a Pied Piper for a generation. Uh, you ready to take up that mantle? Absolutely. I've taken that up since I was 17 and I will never stop until Gen Z is into crypto. Miss Teen Crypto until she's 80. What uh, What's the best way for people to connect with you? MissTeenCrypto.com, at MissTeenCrypto on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Catch the Miss Teen Crypto show one to two times a week. She's got it down. Woo. Back at the very beginning of my NFT journey, the first time I got to mint an NFT was with the POAP, Patricio Worthalder. We met him, and in January of 2020, we minted our first POAP at the Washington Elite Conference. Isn't that right? 
not actually. I think the first pub you got at the Denver Union Station. Is that is that where we met? I think so. I mean, I went all the way to Union Station, and and you were with your producer yet. You got the first pub up there. So you know, we go way back with POAP, and now proof of attendance protocol has become uh, an industry thing. Like everybody knows what POAPs are. So why don't you go ahead and explain it to people who don't know? Yes, POAP is an ecosystem for the preservation of memories. We make very easy for every person that's doing something relevant on their life to keep an item to remember it forever. Because these little POAP thingies are ERC 721 NFTs, like every other Ethereum-based NFTs. So you can be sure that it's going to live forever in the blockchain. It cannot be counterfeit. You cannot have a fake POAP. And it has perfect provenance. So with this, you start building these little breadcrumbs of conferences you've been, parties you attended and such. And they look pretty nice in, in your wallet and they may allow you to access different experiences. It's a whole new concept. And it's nice to see that it's picking up. People are understanding it and it has become a big deal. Well, you know, you actually inspired us to create the first proof of listening NFTs on POAP. People would listen to our, our podcast. We had Ron Paul or Peter McCormick, uh, Samson Williams on it. We created an NFT and we told them, go to a website for listening to this episode within 72 hours of listening. And then we gave you a list of codes and you dropped them the POAPs. It, it is amazing, amazing and nice to see how nicer the whole experience was. Like at that time, it was really clunky, the setup process. Now we have these little cards. Um, like yeah, which I just bought one of these. These are so cool. You just tap in your phone for a second and you get the POAP delivered and you don't have to do anything too complex. You don't have to have a wallet with you because you just put your ENS name and it goes straight away. And it's nice to see because I do remember those time in 2020. And uh, not that it sucked, but it sucked. Well, you start you used to hand out stickers with the QR codes, and each one would have its own unique code on it. We're getting further. There's a new version of POAP in the App Store, which I was just told about and haven't downloaded. What's different about that app? Oh well, it's much more powerful, and it's not so new. Like it has 200,000 installs. There are 200,000 people enjoying their pop collections on their mobile devices, both the iPhone and Android. And, and surely you need to get it. If you are in NFT NYC and you don't have the POAP app, you are missing half of the fun. So stop missing it. Stop missing it. POAP.xyz. Download the app. Check them out. Thanks, Patricio. Always my pleasure. Those of you that are extremely loyal, Sholcom followers and have those early POAPs with you, Keep them close to your heart. I can't tell you what it is, but they may be useful in not too long. So about two years ago when we started the Blockchain Hero series, we needed a place to decentralize and store our files securely. And so I came upon pinata.cloud. And this dude right here, his name is uh, Justin Hunter. He is the head of product at Pinata. How you doing, man? Doing great, man. Surviving. The beard's on point. I mean, it's solid. Worked on it for a few years. Okay, so why do people need IPFS and Pinata in particular? Uh, there's two reasons. So IPFS gives you open data, actual portability, as opposed to the portability that traditional Web2 companies claim to have. Uh, the second reason is the content identifier. In the NFT space, being able to verify a piece of content is incredibly important, right? You're paying a ton of money for something. The CID is your verification. It's the content identifier. That's why we love IPFS. 
So we were built in 2018 to help make IPFS easier to use. Started out as a developer company. Now we've drifted into, we still serve developers of course, but drifted into a full-blown non-technical creator, developer, marketplace service, just trying to make it easy to use IPFS. So when I upload a file to IPFS, can it be taken down by anybody but me? It can if you're using a service like Pinata because Pinata runs all of the storage nodes, right? So if somebody else is running the storage node, they can take it down. They can block it, you know, DMCA requests, government requests. But here's the beauty of IPFS. What you can do is you can run it on your desktop, right? You can run IPFS on your desktop. You can run it on a Raspberry Pi in your computer. We always encourage people to do that, especially the desktop because it's so easy to run. What you lose out on is the performance, right? Like if you're serving a global audience that needs their media quick, you don't want to just be running it out of your closet or on your desktop. So that's where Pinata comes in. While we might be able to take stuff down, block stuff because of you know laws, um, we have the ability for you to just take that data at any point, run it on your own device. You know, laws. <laughs> okay, so I get a bill from Pinata, and it's like so it's so inexpensive. Like you guys are storing stuff for pennies. Yeah, we, uh, we're trying to be as accessible as possible to the entire market because we truly serve individual artists all the way up to the biggest marketplaces in the world. So we want our pricing to be affordable. We want our interface to be accessible. We want to be usable by everybody. We're like the, the, the company of the people, the opposite of exclusivity. I love it. And you've got a massive pinata. Check out this thing right over here. I want to smash it and like see what kind of candy is inside it. You know what? When... We discovered that Wax was a great place to mint NFTs because of zero gas. We started on simple assets and people wrote us and said, hey, you guys need to mint blockchain heroes on atomic assets. I'm like, what's that? And I discovered this new protocol and the first marketplace that we discovered that was using this new protocol was called Atomic Hub. And I'm with Jonah Wilmsman, who is one of the founders and now a friend because we were the first major release on Atomic Hub. And so uh, they put us on the map, we put them on the map. Man, it's so good to finally meet in person. Yeah, no, good to meet you. I remember back then when you announced your project and you wanted to go with Simple Asset, I was just spamming you on Telegram. No, you have to go to Atomic Assets. It's way better. And uh, no, look what came out of it. Well, And we did. And now so many major properties. I don't think the NFT community at large knows just how busy the Wax blockchain actually is. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, We've, we've got it right over there. We, we're showing live sales, which are just updating all the time. We have 285 million NFTs minted, like two and a half thousand whitelisted collections, which all are doing something legit on the blockchain. Um, and it's a bit under the radar, while at the same time having 500,000 to a million monthly active users. So there's a lot of users, but in the crypto space, it's still under the radar. I was told that, at least William Quigley of Wax told me that there are more transactions on the Wax blockchain each day than on Ethereum. Is that true? That is absolutely true. If you look at like sources like DApp Radar and look at daily transaction count from Wax compared to everything else, Wax accounts for around half of all transactions across all the blockchains. So it's by far the most transacted one and that's just down to the tech being there and being able to support it. 
That's phenomenal. I didn't even know it was that big, half of all transactions. And, you know, since that time, and, and I'm a huge proponent of WAX. You guys know that Travis Wright and myself are on the WAX Advisory Council, yet we play in other blockchains as well. We've just discovered that WAX is the best-kept secret, and for creators who want to make stuff, Atomic Hub is the leading marketplace. There's others out there as well, and you guys continue to grow and change. What's the next year look like in terms of features that you want to provide to creators and to consumers? Yeah, and I think you're right that it's the best kept secret and we're doing our, our, our job, best job to make sure it's not a secret anymore very soon. So that's obviously what we're doing. In terms of features, we're building better creator tools. We know that uh, creators have long been asking for like a pet creator directly on Atomic Hub so that basically as a creator you can go on Atomic Hub, release your whole collection without ever having to write a line of code. That's the goal on that side. On the user side, we feel like we're already doing a pretty good job. We have a pretty compelling product, but there's a lot of areas where we can still improve. We can make it, we can make the trading experience better. We can make it more social. We can offer better onboarding, just better like fiat to crypto, fiat to NFT onboarding, which is one of the big pain points right now. And so that's sort of what we're working on. We're working a lot on the product and also working on just getting, getting our name out there, getting people to realize the cool stuff that's going on. One of the biggest struggles with WAX is getting WAX into people's wallets so that they can actually buy with WAX. And up until recently, WAX itself was creating free wallets, but they had to stop that because there was so many bots coming in. But now people can go to Atomic Hub and you guys are creating a wallet for them and footing the bill, right? Yeah, exactly. We. We understand why the WAX team did that, why the WAX team decided to charge for the wallet creation because they just had a big botting problem. But then we know that a good user experience doesn't involve paying for setting up an account. That's just not how, how any user thinks. That's not how any user wants to approach the project. So we actually just last week launched our sort of own account creation tool where we hope to offer very good bot protection to make sure that we're not being taken advantage of, but then being able to offer real users free accounts because we want them to be able to get started easily and, and without any friction. There you go. Atomichub.io is the place to go. Jonah, not only are you big in the wax space, but you're just, you're just a big guy, dude. I'm so glad we know each other, working together, and the best is yet to come. Definitely, yeah. No. I told you it was going to be great. Did I say it was going to be great? I said it would be interesting. But it turned out it was great. Looking forward to having Travis back on the show again to talk about our experience on stage at Radio City Music Hall. We've got more content coming your way from NFT NYC. It was truly an amazing event. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Until then, keep it nifty. Looking into the future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles, we call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Travis and Joel are the hosts you'll know. Travis and Joel say this won't blow. They're locked and loaded, so ready, set, go! It's the Nifty, really kind of spiffy, the Nifty Show.